Hey guys, this is Pastor Neil. I just want to say thank you so much for joining us today on this podcast. Hey, would you do us a huge favor today? Would you subscribe, like, or leave us a review wherever you get this content? It really helps us reach other people with the gospel. Also, we would love, love to see you at our campus uh, on a Sunday morning. We meet at 1010 South Bowie Drive in Weatherford, Texas. You can check out our service times and more information about the church on our on our website, waterhousechurch.com. Check us out on Facebook or any other social media sites that you may have. We would love to see you. I pray that today you are renewed, restored, refreshed, and that your spirit comes alive. Now here is today's message. Good morning to everyone. I remember the first time that I considered coming to church here. Back then it was Westwood. Most of you... <laughs> you, you remember, uh, you know, the, the ones that were here back then. So uh, when I, I considered coming to church here, I reached out to then associate Pastor Neil and asked if he would meet me for lunch to talk about the tithe. It was a practice that uh, family members had preached to me that they did not believe in that. Uh, and I wanted to talk to Neil about that and really just see what he had to say. You know, first of all, I was looking to see what kind of car he rode up in. <laughs> uh, second of all, uh, when I met with him and, and we spoke about it, we had lunch, I felt like he had delivered the Word of God uh, to me honestly, and I had a choice walking away from that meeting to accept that or walk away from that. Uh, obviously, he received the call. He was able to uh, take that upon his shoulders and uh, bring the biblical truth to me. And imagine if he didn't accept that call, where would I be today? I may not be here. So thank you for receiving that call. You see, that's what the Lord has placed on my heart for each and every one of you here today is, are you ready to receive the call? So let's pray. Dear Lord, right now I pray that I'm truly an open book and that you move Lee out of the way, Lord, that you deliver words from you, straight from heaven, through to these people's ears, their eyes, their hearts, their minds. Lord, just let them be open today. I pray that your will is done. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. We're all connected in so many different ways these days, smartphones, smartwatches, tablets, computers, Skype, you know, who knows, uh, social media, you can even get phone calls through social media these days. Sometimes we choose to accept these calls and sometimes we ignore them uh, or we send them off to voicemail. Sometimes we receive these calls while we're working and uh, we choose not to accept them. We screen our calls. We send them off to voicemail or we uh, text them back. Uh, 
and while uh, they're trying to leave a voicemail and say, hey, I can't talk right now, uh, an automatic response. Most of the time, I feel like when I get pushed off to voicemail, people are thinking, oh, it's just Lee. You know, he's, he's going to ramble on about something or another. You know, when I had something important I need to, needed to deliver to them, and all they had to do is receive that call. On the opposite end of that spectrum, sometimes I may receive a phone call and I may push them off to voicemail because I'm so engaged in whatever I've got going on that I can't see myself helping this person. I can't see myself going above and beyond to meet that person's needs because of something I've got going on that I'm so engaged on with that if I answer the call, maybe, just maybe, I might start giving them short, sharp responses. I might be, you know, negative. I might not be the most uplifting when uh, that person just needs someone to be there for them or they need me to not they they need someone that can be thoughtful loving or sweet so our response should always be in a loving manner that lets them know that we can respond in a way that Jesus would have them. Now I want to talk to you someone to, to you about someone that did not screen their call. Uh, we've all heard about the Apostle Paul. Let's look at his story before he was known as Paul in Acts 9, verses 1 through 19. But Paul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues at Damascus, that if he found any belonging to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Now he went on his way. He approached Damascus, and suddenly a light from heaven shone around him. And falling to the ground, he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But rise and enter the city, and you will be told what you are to do. The men who were traveling with him stood speechless, hearing the voice, but seeing no one. Saul rose from the ground, and although his eyes were open, he saw nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And for three days he was without sight, and neither ate nor drank. Now the disciples, I'm sorry, now there was a disciple at Damascus named Ananias. 
the Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Here I am, Lord. And the Lord said to him, Rise and go to the street called Straight at the house of Judas. Look for a man of Tarsus named Saul. For behold, he is praying, and he has seen a vision of a man named Ananias. Come in and lay his hands on him to say he might regain his sight. But Ananias answered, Lord, I've heard from many about this man, how much evil he has done to your saints at Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on his name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and the kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. So Ananias departed and entered the house. And laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who has appeared to you on the road by which you came, has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately something like scales fell from his eyes, and he regained his sight. Then he rose and was baptized, and taking food, he was strengthened for some days. He was with the disciples at Damascus. So my focus today is not only on Paul and the fact that he was called out of the darkness, but Ananias. Let's look at the obedience of Ananias receiving the call from way outside of his wheelhouse. Who was Ananias? Well, the scripture tells us that he was a disciple. What is a disciple? The simple answer is someone who believes in Jesus. In Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20, it says, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. The Greek word disciple simply means a learner. It is used throughout the New Testament and uh, in other places of the New Testament. It simply refers to them as believers or Christians. Ananias was an obedient believer. Just like Ananias, uh, you are too. That's what I believe we all are. We're all obedient believers, and we have to be willing and ready to receive that call. So looking at Ananias, we see that mere belief is not simply good enough. We have to have action with that belief. We have to be obedient. We have to step out in faith. So who is your go-to when things get tough? Who do you call on? Is it a wise friend? Is it God? Is it the Word? 
Are you reading the Bible to receive revelation from God to let Him speak to you personally? So let's look at my diet. If I was, uh, if I took a Heath bar and I wanted to make it healthy, I could just put an L-Y on the end of it. <laughs> or I could say, hey, all this junk food doesn't amount to anything if I don't work out enough. You know, if I get enough cardio, maybe it'll overcome that. Well, that's not true. There's no way that you can overcome that amount of malnutrition. So what are we going to do about that? Well, your body it is only as good as what you feed it. So same thing goes with for our spiritual life. Whatever you're feeding your body, your mind, your heart is what you're going to put out. So when that friend calls upon you for some wisdom, are you going to spill out the world because that's all you've been feeding on? Or are you going to spill out the word that you've been feeding on? So imagine Ananias in Nazi Germany in 1941 or yourself being in Nazi Germany in 1941 and you're called upon to go and pray for the second man in command, Heimlich Himmler, second to Adolf Hitler. And Jesus told you in a vision to go and pray for this man. First of all, that would be terrifying. <laughs> but how would you respond? Your feelings are probably the same as mine and probably the same as Ananias was. You know, in, in the Lee version, I'd like to say, you know, Lord, Lord, no, this, this man is here to kill us. This man is here to take our lives. He's, he's here to bind, bind us up. He's got papers from the men in charge to come and take us away. And just because we call upon your name. So what is it here that we need to learn about in our personal walk? Uh, what is your action supposed to be? What is God asking you to do that you haven't stepped out in faith to do? Why are you procrastinating? A serious question I have for each and every one of you is why are you screening your calls? <clears throat> Once upon a time, not too long ago, I was with a friend. He's not here today because he's away on business, but I was away with him and uh, helping him purchase a motorcycle. And uh, we're there and uh, this Gentleman is telling us why he's having to sell this beautiful, you know, low mileage motorcycle. And uh, it's because his wife has 
a massive amount of scar tissue in her abdomen area and uh, she's been dealing with a lot of pain for several years and I felt immediately you know God said I can heal this woman a few minutes later she comes out I said oh Lord well, <laughs> is that really you I screened that phone call I failed I did not pray for that woman, knowing good and well that she could and would be healed right then and there. Not because of me, but because of what God wanted to do. I let my doubts overcome me. I screened that call. I don't say any of these things to condemn any man or woman, boy or girl, here today or even online. I, I'm not telling you uh, any of this to be condemning. I, I just want you to know that God has set you apart. God has made you for a special purpose. God has truly set you apart just like He did Ananias. In Ephesians 2.10, it says, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do good things that He planned for us long ago. Long ago. Did you hear that? He made us new. He set you apart. All you have to do is accept the call. It's amazing to think that God, our Father in Heaven, sent His Son, Jesus Christ, here to lay His life down for us. To receive that call. He did so without a hesitation, without a doubt because God has set you apart so that you can go out and you can freely give the gift of prayer baptism healing setting them free from their demons I urge every one of you to go out in boldness and pray over someone. If God has told you to do it, just do it. That's obedience. That's walking your faith out. Is God screening your calls, your prayers, or your needs? I would say absolutely no. Never. He has a great plan for your life. Wait for that moment that He makes all things new and He will make all things right. Our obedience is a choice. Don't let your fears overcome your obedience. Do not quench the Holy Spirit. Live and breathe a Spirit-led life. 
in Ephesians 5, 15 through 20. It says, So be careful how you live. Do not live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Do not act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Do not be drunk on wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts. And give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is what living a Spirit-filled life is all about. Acting in obedience. Look at what Jesus did with the disciples in Matthew 10, 6-8. But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel and proclaim as you go, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, and cast out demons. You received without pain. Give without pay. Are you using your moments and time that you have to be ready to effectively answer that call that's coming? Because believe it or not, that call is going to come. You must be prepared. How did Ananias prepare? Well, to be honest with you, we don't really know. But we know that there was a fire started in his heart. He was a disciple of Jesus. Once that light began to glow, he had to tend to that fire. How do you tend to that, to that fire? You have to have Three things to make a fire. You have to have fuel, ignition, and air. So we need the Word of God. We need Jesus Christ. And we need the Holy Spirit to feed that air. It's 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 6 through 7. It says, For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift that God, the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of hands. For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. So today, this week, this evening, has your spouse, your child, been calling out to you. Honey, I love you. Mom, Dad, I love you. I need you. I've always loved you. Well, God is doing the same thing each and every day with you. He's calling upon you. You have to be willing to 
received that. So here's a story I heard some time back about a father. His daughter comes home from school and says, hey, my friend's parent came today and we all went out on the back porch of the cafeteria and we had a little picnic because so-and-so's parent brought food. And father says, well, maybe I would do that if your room was clean, if you're getting better grades, then I would possibly consider doing that too. You see, the daughter was inviting him into a deeper relationship with her and the father's inability to receive that call stifled that relationship and it was all because he was having a bad day, a bad week at work. He took it home and took it out on his daughter. Are you willing to answer that call for your child, your spouse, your loved ones? Is God calling you to go and pray for someone that is to be feared? How did Ananias overcome his fear well it said that God reassured him that he had a plan just like God has a plan for you and for me he wants you to be obedient what if someone in Ukraine we prayed for them earlier what if they were called out to go and pray for Putin or one of the soldiers. I pray that they would have the strength of the Lord to step out in boldness and to do what God had called them to do. It says in John 3... Verse 30, he must increase, but I must decrease. Are you comparing what you can do for the Lord compared to what someone else has done? Or... the fact that you're not qualified. You haven't gone to school. You haven't, you know, learned the correct way to do things. I like to think of our new life in Jesus like sand in an hourglass. It's always moving. It's the time is ticking away. 
So in James 4.14, it says, Life is but a vapor. What are you doing with your vapor? Are you doing all you can to effectively save people from the grasp of hell that, that it has on them? Are you willing to receive that call? God uses everyday people. He used Ananias. He used Saul in a mighty way. Paul, as we know him now, by the laying on of hands. For God to reign in us, we must be ready to do what we know He expects us to do in His Word, but also to respond in His specific request. Therefore, we must be attentive to what He expects expects from us with our schedule, our resources, our energy, our talents. They're all at His disposal 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The Apostle Paul even used the word bound by the Spirit to indicate his life was entirely subject to the guidance of the Holy Spirit. How about you? Have you been called to give of your resources? Who's blessed you with all of these things? God alone. That's right. He's placed this call on your heart. In Matthew 25, verse 21, it says, The Master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling the small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Can I get the worship team and the prayer team to start making their way up? Last set of questions I've got today. What if Waterhouse Church was effectively shut down today? We received the call that we can no longer be here. Have we done all that we can effectively do to reach the community around us? Outside of these four walls, have we done enough work that we are emptying, emptying out hell and filling up heaven? Not so that the name Waterhouse can remain, but so that Jesus can be glorified. Let's go forth and receive that heavenly call. Activate your faith, activate your belief, and be ready to jump into action that He's called you to do. So I'm okay with admitting my mistakes like I did earlier. As long as God gets the glory. When God, God called me out of the third row up here to the altar. I couldn't get here fast enough. I laid it all down for Him. 
I remember the man that prayed over me for salvation. I don't remember a word that was said, but I know that every chain that was had me bound, every bit of condemnation that I had carried around on these shoulders, I laid down at the feet of Jesus. And I haven't come back to pick it up. I'm not going to. It's not mine. He did all the work. I no longer have to live in shame, in fear of condemnation, self-condemnation. People, I urge you to understand there will be more rejoicing in heaven when one person repents than the 99 righteous that haven't strayed away. Imagine that. Rejoicing in heaven when you gave your life over to Christ. So let's pray. Lord, right now, I pray for each and every man, woman, and child here today and online. I pray that they have submitted their lives to you, Lord, and your Lordship. In Ephesians 4.1, it states, I urge everyone to walk in a manner worthy of the calling of which you have been called. Amen. So what have we learned here today? Connection to the Holy Spirit, relationship with Jesus Christ, and obedience to God's will. We are in the year of Jubilee.